hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. The town of Jasper in Alberta will have a new hotel opening up in June. It's the first new hotel since 1983, so it's been a while. It's the Forest Park Hotel, owned and operated by the folks from Pursuit Collections. So we'll find out more about it coming up in our podcast this week. Plus, Prince Edward Island is launching a new campaign to entice visitors to the island called Feel Lighter. So we'll hear more about the campaign and visiting PEI in general. But first, we're going to start things out talking about comedy and this summer's Great Outdoors Comedy Festival, which plays in both Edmonton and Calgary, Alberta. We usually don't talk much about summer festivals, but they are a great way to enjoy a weekend getaway or staycation, and I'm sure we could all use a laugh or two these days. So joining us now to tell us more about the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival is Chris Shongut. He is the VP of Trickstar, the company behind the festival. The website is the greatoutdoorscomedyfestival.com. Hi, Chris. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. We have two shows in Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, give us the dates uh, and where the shows are going to be before we start talking about the lineup. Yeah, June 24th to 26th, we'll be in the beautiful Princess Island Park in Calgary. We're super excited to expand down to Calgary this year. And then in the middle of August, 12th to 14th, we'll be back at the Edmonton Exhibition Lands Racetrack infield. Uh, Is this the first time for a great outdoors comedy festival? And correct me if I'm wrong, if I am. (laughs) Uh, This is the second one for Edmonton. So we kind of did a mini version of it last year in Edmonton as part of the Together Again Outdoor Concert Series. Um, It was two dates as part of that whole event series last summer. Um, We had... Last year, we had David Spade, uh, Nikki Glazer, Donnell Rawlings, Chelsea Handler, Trent McClellan, uh, and a ton of local talent. And this year, we're super excited to kind of make it its own brand and expand it into a new market as well. We've got big plans for this brand to hopefully expand across Canada over the next handful of years. I have to admit, I, I'm, I don't follow comedy really closely, although I do love stand-up comedy and, and the format that I'm, that I'm thinking you're doing here. So there is a few names I recognize. David Spade, of course, uh, is one. I think a lot of people recognize him. But tell me about the lineup and, and, and some of the people there. Yeah, so Calgary this year, uh, following the success from last year, on Friday, June 24th, we've got David Spade, Whitney Cummings, and Donnell Rawlings. And then on Sunday, we've got Bill Burr. Uh, So super excited about that one. You know, an arena-level act that's going to be coming right to the park. So it's going to be a nice, intimate show with him in Calgary. And then in Edmonton on Saturday, August 13th, we've got Amy Schumer. And on Sunday, August 14th, we're doing a live recording of the Stiff Socks podcast uh, with Trevor Wallace and Michael Blaustein, and they're bringing special guest Pete Davidson along to Edmonton. So that's going to be certainly some big buzz about it. Mm-hmm. So what's the format like? So it's reserved tables uh, for the most part. About three quarters of the venues will be reserved tables. So you get a table for two, four, six people. You order your food and drinks and merchandise just by scanning a QR code on your table and paying from your phone, and then servers bring everything straight to you. So it's a very cool 
VIP experience in that regard. There are also general admission tickets that we're introducing this year, so people can bring a blanket or a festival chair and just enjoy the entertainment that way. Um, it's a great way to enjoy comedy. You know, it's it's different, but it's going to be revolutionary for how these festivals are enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Well, if you get the uh, the table experience, it's just like being in a nightclub, a comedy club, only in the great outdoors, as it says. <laughs> you betcha. Yeah, last year, uh, David Spade referred to it as Canada's biggest picnic. <laughs> And so for people who are doing the general admission, what do they need to know as far as what to bring, you know, chairs or that type of thing? Uh, They can bring a blanket or a small tarp to sit on or a pillow, Uh, you know, make yourself comfortable in the designated general admission area. They would have sort of a standard festival bar that they can go up to and order their drinks and food. There'll be food trucks on site. Uh, We'll have a merch tent. When's the show start? Is it later in the afternoon going towards the evening or is it all day? Uh, They start in the early evening. So some of the door times are different a little bit depending on the day. But a typical day setup would be doors at 5 and then entertainment would run from 6 to 10, 10.30 p.m. That's the nice thing about having a home base at your table. You can bring a backpack with a jacket or a blanket in it and just make yourself comfortable. There was even some people last year that brought some decorations for their tables or a small plant or things like that to, you know, make it a little more homely. So I understand there's some uh, support for local communities involved as well. You betcha. Yeah, that's something that we're very proud of and is very important to us. So in Calgary, $2 from every ticket sold is going to the Kinkanots Scholarship Program, uh, supporting their endeavors, providing improv and comedy programs for individuals who belong to underrepresented communities. And then in Edmonton, $2 from every ticket is going to Boyle Street Community Services uh, to support the Edmonton's vulnerable population. And we're also partnering with Higher Good, that's a subsidiary of Boyle Street. Uh, it gets some of that vulnerable population back to work. They're helping us with site setup and site cleanup. And where can people get tickets? Tickets are available right now at greatoutdoorscomedyfestival.com. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Chris Shongut is the uh, VP of Trickstar, the folks behind the Great Outdoors Comedy Festival. It's going to be fun this summer, both in Edmonton and Calgary. Greatoutdoorscomedyfestival.com is the website. Uh, Thanks for your insight, Chris. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Well, there's a new hotel opening up in Jasper, Alberta this summer. The first new hotel since 1983. It's the Forest Park Hotel, owned and operated by the folks from Pursuit Collection. So joining us now to tell us more about their new hotel is Stu Back. He is the Chief Operating Officer for the Banff Jasper Collection by Pursuit. The website is BanffJasperCollection.com. Hi, Stu. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Must be pretty exciting to open a, a new hotel, right? Always, always, yeah. Um, we're, uh, we're pretty accustomed to opening new experiences in the Rockies, but uh, every single one of them is different, and this is certainly very exciting. Well, it's not every day, certainly in the town of Jasper, that uh, they get a new hotel opening. This is the first one in a number of years, isn't it? It is. It's a rare thing, and, and uh, this is really the last piece of land in Jasper that can be developed uh, like this, so it's probably going to be the last new hotel um, Jasper sees. So tell me uh, how it all came about. 
So uh, our company uh, actually uh, acquired this uh, this business in 2019 in Jasper, and um, number, a number of hotel properties were part of it. Um, and this is actually a vacant piece of land that in Jasper used to be uh, used to be a gas station, and it's been sitting um, uh, unused for a number of years. And so we we had a vision to uh, to create this new lodging property, um, and over the last couple of years, it's really come together. We wanted to create something that was um, very uh, specific and individual and uh, appropriate to, to Jasper and the National Park environment. Well, there's the Forest Park Hotel. The people can go on your website, by the way, BanffJasperCollection.com, to get a, an idea of it. It's not open yet. Opening in June. Is everything uh, as far as timelines and construction, everything going along the way it's, a court, it's supposed to? Well, you know, these are these are interesting times for the constru- construction industry in Alberta, but I'm pleased to say that we are on track for a, for a June opening as planned. Um, and so Forest Park Hotel, um, uh, the, the, the 88 new rooms that we're adding for, for this property will, will open in June. And they're actually um, connected to and will become part of uh, the property that's currently called the Sorage. Mm-hmm. And that whole property is rebranded and will be refreshed, um, redesigned over the next uh, the next couple of years. And it will really complement this, this significant start point of uh, the new Forest Park property opening. So how many rooms, uh, what kind of accommodations, what can guests look forward to and what can they expect? Absolutely. Yes, we have 88 rooms, um, brand new rooms that are opening. Um, and the Forest Park uh, name really comes alive in the design of the property. Every property, every attraction we have is individually curated. Um, and uh, and so for this property, it really is going to feel um, like the, the natural environment inside the, the property is going to complement that uh, the phenomenal Jasper landscape and, and tones. And so these, these well-appointed rooms um, uh, are also predominantly offer kitchen, kitchenettes in them, which we know is really important to, to visitors to Jasper. Um, and, uh, and some great uh, outdoor and indoor gathering spaces um, so that you can really absorb um, the natural environment that you've come to visit. And it's right in the uh, town of Jasper, isn't it, if, if I recall, where the uh, sawridge is, right? It is. It's slightly out of the downtown, just on Connaught Drive. So it's a, it's a really um, beautiful location, great mountain views. You can see Pyramid Mountain in one direction um, and, uh, and, and, and the range across the valley from, from, uh, from downtown Jasper. So um, great location, very convenient to downtown, but it's got that... Uh, uh, the, the phenomenal um, mountain environment feel. Uh, give us an idea. Obviously, this is a really ad, uh, an advantage for your guests because uh, you are part of the Jasper or the BAMP Jasper collection by Pursuit. Pursuit does a number of other things. Uh, so maybe uh, give a, an overview of all the things you can offer as far as tours and activities and things to do in Jasper. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and there's always something new, of course, right, with Pursuit. So, um, um, but our, some of our, our most popular experiences around Jasper, Moline Lake Cruise, you know, an absolutely phenomenal um, journey to Spirit Island um, on the, on that cruise experience. Um, the Columbia Ice Fields um, with the, the Glacier Adventure and, and Skywalk. Um, but also this year, we're, we're actually trying a, a new experience in Jasper, which is an open-top tour experience. And they're small, custom-built luxury vehicles uh, with removable roofs, so people can cruise around the Jasper area and really soak up the environment. Um, and we also have uh, new restaurants opening in Jasper this year, um, one called the Terra um, on Connaught Drive. So 
just it's always so much new going on with Pursuit. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. <laughs> well, they could always go on your website, BanffJasperCollection.com. Uh, and the timing is great, too. Uh, June, just in time for, for summer. And, and I imagine you're probably hoping a few more international visitors this year. Absolutely, yeah. We Certainly, um, from our from booking pace, we're, we're, we're expecting a busy summer in Jasper and a busy fall. Um, and lots of international visitors returning and, you know, it, it also international workers returning. And I think it's that's part of the, the you know, really interesting flavor of Jasper, that, that melting pot of different visitors from around the world. Well, it's an exciting time. It's always exciting when there's a new hotel opening. It's the uh, Forest Park Hotel. Uh, you can find more information on the Banff Jasper Collection website, bamfjaspercollection.com. And Stubach is the Chief Operating Officer for the Banff Jasper Collection by Pursuit. Thanks for your time, Stu. I appreciate it. Thank you. Like many places, Prince Edward Island is looking to entice people to come and visit their destination. And they have a campaign out called Feel Lighter. So joining us now to tell us more about their Feel Lighter campaign and visiting Prince Edward Island in general is Brenda Gallant. She is the Director of Marketing for Tourism PEI. That's their website, tourismpei.com. Hi, Brenda. Hello. Uh, Tell me about your Feel Lighter campaign and what it's all about. Well, I'll tell you, the last two years have weighed so heavily on all of us, and that's not just here on PEI, it's throughout the country and all around the world. And when we were getting together to talk about, you know, what do, what do we want to say to potential visitors? It's really to invite people to come visit our island and to say this is a time to feel a little bit lighter, to look at what can we do, get away from uh, what we've been experiencing for the last little while, and to really feel like we can let all of our stress melt away, come sit on a PEI beach, enjoy the scenery, drive around, take in activities. You can make it as relaxing or as full of activities as you want, and everything will just make you feel a little bit lighter to get away from it all. And people will see these on uh, billboards, on uh, social media, TV ads, those types of things, right? So they'll they'll see uh, exactly what PEI is all about. Exactly. We've got some great visuals to go along with uh, with our campaign. And we're very, very excited to be doing some marketing in Alberta because, uh, quite honestly, over the last number of years, we've mostly just been marketing in the eastern part of Canada, like Ontario, Quebec, uh, the Maritimes. And uh, last year, we were so fortunate as to get a direct flight coming in from Calgary. There's a new one coming in from Edmonton as well. So we said it's time to invite our wonderful friends from Alberta to come to Prince Edward Island. Well, it sounds like fun. I have been there, uh, and it's a great place to visit because uh, it's small enough, it's easy to get around, you can use Charlottetown kind of as a a base, and then you can just venture out from there and and tour the whole island, and and you're right, you can take as much time as you want, or you can, you know, uh, speed through, although I think you'd rather people take their time, though, right? (laughs) Exactly. We want them to take everything in, but one of the things I always tell people that they, they may not realize when they come to Prince Edward Island in comparison to other destinations, is you're never really far away from your next adventure. It's not like we're a big 
Lake Province where you're going to be driving a long distance in between activities were so small and jam-packed with activities while at the same time a lot of open space. So if you want a, if you want a crowded beach, you can find that. If you want a beach all to yourself, you can find that as well. And you really don't have to drive very far to get from one activity to the next. And that's a big advantage, I think. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a small gem. <laughs> well, and, and there's not much traffic. It really is a, a peaceful place to visit. Let's start. Uh, t- tell me some of the, the places to see, some of the things that uh, I don't want to miss. Uh, let's start like, in Charlottetown and then we'll branch out a bit. Well, Charlottetown is our capital city, and so in Charlottetown, you have all kinds of activities that are, um, we, we call it the very walkable city. You don't even need a, a car when you're downtown Charlottetown because everything is close by. So you have the Confederation Centre of the Arts, which is a national arts centre, and there you can take in the classic Anne of Green Gables, the musical, almost a must-do a must when you come to Prince Edward Island, our Anne of Green Gables type of activities, for sure. But then there's also all kinds of other productions there as well. They have a cabaret-style theatre, and this year they're going to be featuring a brand-new Canadian musical starring Alan Doyle, and uh, it will be quite a big hit from everything that we're hearing, so there's all kinds of activities there. They also have a smaller theatre called The Guild, which has great, uh, great activities there also, and the music scene is extremely strong in Charlottetown, and we are the, um, it, this is really the birthplace of Confederate if you look from a historical perspective, it's where the first conference took place for the formation of Canada. So there's historical type activities, museums, uh, galleries. So lots to do in downtown Charlottetown. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the food scene. <laughs> we are known as Canada's food island. And as you can imagine and appreciate, uh, I think everybody heard of PEI mussels and PEI potatoes. <laughs> we're, we're quite well known for that. And also oysters. Lobster is big here. And even things like cow's ice cream. You can't come to PEI <laughs> without having cow's ice cream. <laughs> Makes it fun too. But uh, so in, in Charlottetown, we have the Culinary Institute of Canada. And I think that's why we have so many wonderful restaurants uh, on a per capita basis versus other places is because we have trained chefs here who fall in love with PEI and decide to open a restaurant here. So plenty of choices when it comes to uh, eating as well in Charlottetown. Well, and to that point, if you go on your website, tourismpei.com, you do have some stay and savor packages and programs that I was going to ask you about because that's when you can venture out of Charlottetown and, you know, stay a night or two in some of the other areas and and, uh, savor the cuisine there as well. Absolutely, and we strongly encourage people to do that. Like you said, Charlottetown is the base for a lot of people, but we have a number of people who will stay from tip to tip because the accommodations are unique, everything from staying in a rotating house or in West Point Lighthouse, which I think you went to visit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yes, I did, I remember. (laughs) So stay in a lighthouse, stay in a rotating house, stay in a sort of a tents or, or glam, glamorous tents, if you will. Um, so there's all kinds of uh, places that you can stay from tip to tip or more traditional if you prefer to stay in a hotel or a bed and breakfast, lots of cottages. And then you can take in the restaurants in the areas because, as I said, because we are sort of known as Canada's food island, you get fresh food from the land and sea and it doesn't matter where you are on the island and you're never far from a farmer's field or a fishing village and you can actually be like a local. We have 
authentic PEI experiences that visitors can take part in. So if you want to be like a fisherman, you can go out on a fishing boat. They'll teach you about lobster fishing, and then you'll have a lobster dinner on board the boat. Or you might want to learn a little bit about the potato harvesting. You can go to the um, Canadian Potato Museum. They take you out on a farm where you'll actually see what point they're at in the harvesting. And then you go back and you make some potato fudge, which sounds kind of strange, <laughs> but it's very, very cool recipes and lots of fun. So there are, I think we have over 70 activities that we call authentic PEI experiences, where you can almost be like an islander or learn a little bit more about the island way of life. Mm-hmm. So, well- yes. We are heading into the spring season, and you do talk about the seasons again on your website, tourismpei.com. Uh, is there a particular time of year that's that's better to visit? I guess it depends on what you're looking for and what you want to do, right? It really does. And uh, our most popular time of year for visits are July, August, and September, like a lot of places in Canada. So it is uh, probably the busier season, the peak season, July, August, September. I personally love um, one of the festivals that we have called Fall Flavors. It's a month-long culinary festival that starts mid-September and goes until mid-October. So that's a lot of fun, great time to visit. And then you're getting into the fall foliage as well. And uh, it's a great time to be on the island. So my personal preference is fall. Uh, Most people love summer because our beaches are so warm Mm -hmm. and that can be deceiving because if you look along the Atlantic coast in the U.S. and even right up into Canada, you have very cold waters, but because of the way we're geographically situated, we're in the Gulf Stream. So we're sheltered by Nova Scotia, uh, between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, and we're, as as they say, as our uh, Indigenous name claims uh, were cradled by the waves. And the waters are the warmest north of the Carolinas. So it's kind of interesting when you look at that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Uh, And and I suppose, well, if you're you're traveling from Western Canada over to the the Maritimes, and how well do you get along with your uh, neighboring partners, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick? Because it's easy to hop over from PEI uh, to those provinces and visit there too, right? Absolutely. And actually, we we encourage that as well. We work very closely with our neighboring provinces. And a lot of people will plan an East Coast vacation. So they might they might land in Halifax and spend a few days in Nova Scotia, spend a day or two in, in New Brunswick and then come on over to PEI. Of course, we're all very competitive. So we want everybody <laughs> to come to our own province for a longer period of time. Um, but we also recognize that we have a lot in common with our neighbors. And we work very closely together. Even some of the tour operators offer tours that will take you to each of the three maritime provinces. And sometimes some of them even include uh, Newfoundland, Labrador. So um, we work very closely with our neighbours. We love them all. (laughs) And, uh, and, And it's a lot of fun. And I think people from, especially if you're coming from Alberta, it is a long trip. And when you get here to take in a couple of the provinces, don't have to take in all of them. But uh, if you can do uh, two, a lot of people will do 
do Nova Scotian PEI or New Brunswick and PEI. And that really makes for a special vacation because you get a taste of various things. We all have our uniqueness, but there is a lot in common and that a lot of it is the water. Being close to the water is always a big part of, of what we promote as well. Mm-hmm. Well, one day in those provinces and five days in PEI. How's that? That's absolutely <laughs> the perfect trip. Brenda Galat <laughs> is the uh, Director of Marketing for Tourism PEI. TourismPEI.com is a website. Lots of info on there to plan your trip. Uh, it was fun chatting, Brenda. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.org.